Hello there, and welcome to another fantastic episode of Unstoppable Rise, a resource that helps motivated individuals press on towards the mark of self-actualization using a combination of old-school wisdom and new breed tactics to help achieve this end. My name is Sim, and of course, I'm going to be your host. So today, we're going to be talking about the straight line. So welcome, and we're here. We're here on the third iteration of these Unstoppable Rise audio blogs, uh, as I call them. And it is so good to be back, and it's so good to have you listening to these, because without any audience, there would be no audio blogs. There would be no reason to produce these. So thank you for listening, and thank you for tuning in. So if you're new here, welcome again. This is a show that focuses on self-improvement and self-actualization, like I said before, from a blended tool set of old and new approaches. So taking a look at how we can best show up in the world as our best selves from a perspective of old approaches and new insights. And... A lot of that is dis- uh, discovered and talked about in the nuances that I bring up in different pieces here because a lot of our modern world has things that people in the past just didn't have. So we, d- we need a new tool set, we need a new mindset around them, and I take that and I integrate it with old approaches so that a new blueprint, a new lattice work of human self-improvement can be made. At least this is what I view it from my perspective. So again, welcome and so glad to have you on. So in the past, I talked about different topics from a wide overview. I talked about stuff like self-discipline, self-mastery, minimalism, finances, health, all that stuff from a broad overview, but this season is going to be a lot more tightly focused and a lot more granular and looking at a lot more nuanced topics, especially topics that I have in the back of my mind from my point of view. So a lot of this is going to be taking some of the aspects and approaches to personal development, but then really digging in to see what are the underpinnings of some of these. So this first episode is going to be a preview to uh, what I'm talking about. And this first episode is going to be talking about what I call the straight line philosophy. And the straight line philosophy is something that's, you know, is as old as time, but I was really uh, compelled to talk about this because of the book. There's this book called Straight Line Selling. It's by a man named Jordan Belfort, also known as the Wolf of Wall Street. And if you don't know who Jordan Belfort is or the Wolf of Wall Street, uh, which I'm surprised that you don't, um, very popular pop culture figure and movie that uh, did gangbusters when it came out. But either way, uh, real quick, the Jordan Belfort is a guy who founded this firm called Stratton Oakmont back in the 80s. 
and 90s and they were doing um again gangbusters <laughs> on wall street and they were making a tons of money and he developed this straight line selling system that helped his uh they call them strat knights to sell to um sell pretty much fraudulent fraudulent things to unsuspecting people with money so they were selling them these fraudulent products and eventually they got flagged by the fbi and long story short uh the whole operation got closed down jordan belfort went to went to jail and he became disgraced on wall street so uh obviously they were using the straight line system and it reemerged in recent times because he's been going around telling people about it and he wrote a book about it and yeah that's where the straight line selling system was introduced to the masses so this is not going to be a social commentary about Jordan Belfort or the book or the Wolf of Wall Street or movie or whatever all those resources out there so you can come to your own conclusions about that about him about whatever I'm not interested in talking about that I'm more interested in talking about the underlying philosophy behind obviously the straight line selling system which is just the straight line philosophy which again is as old as time so this straight line philosophy is a subset of a larger mindset like I talked about in the past called pragmatism and I've done an episode on pragmatism so this episode can be seen as the sub as a subset of pragmatism and one of the components of pragmatism and pragmatism obviously like I said pragmatism is the mindset of getting to a solution in a in a very rapid manner with as little friction and as little bullshit as possible so being pragmatic and having the mindset of what's next how can we move forward that is the essence of being pragmatic and being action-oriented so the straight line philosophy as jordan belfort describes it in the book straight line selling he says it's pretty much you're looking for the quickest path between open and close so the quickest path between two points is a straight line that's just that's just mathematically how it works. You're not going to get to point B from point A by following all these zigzags and all these curves and all these little loops and detours and all that. Straight, the straight line, the fastest way is just straight, going straight from A to B. And in the straight line selling system, and you can always view pretty much everything you do as some sort of sale. So your intention is just to push the the outcome, is to force the outcome and just make it go as smooth as possible and just make sure that you handle any excuses or as they're called in sales, objections along the way and you make sure you don't drift and meander along into some trail and into some ditch uh, when you're going on the straight line, you're going to make sure you don't do that. So making sure that you're just walking and going along this path and using up the least energy possible is how you initiate the straight line. So, you know, the straight line philosophy is pretty simple. Um, 
So when you extrapolate that to life in general, anything you want in life will pretty much only be done by doing it. And that's a very simple explanation. That's very obvious to grasp. You, nothing really gets done without somebody doing it, right? So, you know, this philosophy is simple, but it's not easy. And it's not easy because there's so many there's so many things to make us think that we're traveling in a straight line, that we're making progress. But a lot of them are just distractions from the straight line. Because the straight line, like I said, it's simple, but it's not easy because it really uh, takes it really takes a lot out of you to just go from A to B and just be task oriented. So the straight line obviously sounds great. It sounds amazing. But what's stopping what's stopping you from really executing it? And in my mind, there's three main reasons why the straight line system or straight line philosophy is hard to execute in terms of anything you're doing. And I'll just go by these one by one. But the first reason I believe is because of the glut of information. There's just so much information out there. We live in the most information dense society in in history. We produce about 463 exabytes of information Per, per day. So that's the equivalent of 2 trillion DVDs, if you remember what those are. <laughs> so we're creating 2 trillions of DVDs in data per, per day. And that's a lot of information. And we're not at a loss for information. So like I said, in many, many uh, audios ago, I said that you're not lacking information, you're lacking execution. So you need to execute on the information that you're given. So it's very easy to really convince yourself that because you're gathering more information and because you're getting more of a, you're getting more of a, um, you're getting more knowledgeable on whatever it is. You feel like you're reading books, you're going to courses, you're doing this, then the other, you feel like you're actually getting ahead, but nothing gets ahead but action. And like I said, General Patton, again, I'll bring him up. He said that a perfect plan never executed is worse than a imperfect plan violently executed. Or a violently or per, uh, imperfect plan violently executed is better than a perfect plan never executed, right? So it's better to be optimizing rather than perfect. And that was the first ever audio edition, audio episode that I did. Uh, optimization over perfection. And that's my whole, um, that's the whole philosophy you should have for self-improvement. If you're on self-improvement journey, shouldn't be focusing on perfect. You should be focusing on getting better because anything you can do can be better. So there's no such thing as perfect. Perfect is just a pipe dream. And a lot of people don't really think about this. And a lot of people try and aim for perfect. So they never get anything close to perfect. So a lot of this information, what it does, in my opinion, is it creates a lot of hesitancy, okay, it creates a lot of excuses for not getting on the path to actually real progress. And pre pretty much simply put, it is pretty much mental masturbation. That's pretty much what it is. You're just reading, 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 absorbing information, absorbing information, but you're not doing anything. You're not doing anything with it. 
right? So what I'm talking about here and what I've talked about in anything is nothing that isn't out there. It's it's all out there. It's just the form you get it in. And like I said, there's nothing really wrong with listening to stuff like this, but it doesn't replace execution. So that's the first barrier to going on the straight line, the glut of information we have. Second one I'd say is lack of foreseeable consequences. And you don't really connect the time you waste on meandering through life with bad or terrible consequences in the future. You just don't. And the human brain is not designed to really project 5, 10, 15 years in the future and connect all these small little actions that you did and have them lead up over time. It's not it's not designed to connect those small actions with bigger outcomes in the future. So you can say, uh, yeah, I just got lung cancer from smoking a lot or, um, you know, I don't have any money because I didn't save back in, uh, back five years ago, 10 years ago, or anything, any little things that add up to something big, you don't really connect it. You can have some sort of idea, but Unless you consciously think about it, you're not just going to say right off the bat, oh, uh, because I didn't do this, because I didn't do X, Y happened. And that's what really trips a lot of people up. A lot of people just don't think about the little things adding up to the big things. So because you think you can just miss something here or waste time here, waste time there, do this, do that and you're not staying on task, you're not staying on objective, you think that you can do that and it's permissible to do that because you're not connecting your lack of focus on accomplishment. So that's the second one. Third one I'd say is obviously the biggest one, the desire just to take the easy way out is just encoded in human psychology, in animal psychology, period. It takes a lot of energy to travel a straight line. It takes a lot of energy to really focus on doing things and being action-oriented. And your body does not want to consume energy. Your brain doesn't want to consume energy. It wants to conserve energy, so it will do anything to to conserve energy, do anything that's uh, making sure that it's not building new neural pathways, that it's not using up bodily resources because it wants to make sure that it has enough to keep you alive. And if there's a threat around, that you'll be alert and you'll be able to fight off that threat. So keeping energy for survival is the main name of the game. But that doesn't serve us well in 21st century society. We don't live on the savannas of Africa. We're not hunter-gatherers. So this psychology and this physiology is maladaptive. In order to walk the straight line, you're going to have to resist this tendency for what's called homeostasis, your body to stay, your body and your brain and your worldview and anything to stay at a certain level. And this feeds into obviously habits. Habits keep you comfortable. They keep you safe. That's why they're habits. They Habits conserve energy, and creating new habits is using energy. So it is energy intensive. 
that's why it's very hard to create habits and it's very hard to break bad habits or any habit you have because your body has and your brain has deemed it efficient to keep that around to either keep you comfortable or to keep you in a nice state of being homeostasis. So those are the three reasons why I believe the straight line philosophy is difficult to execute or more difficult to execute than just pretending that you're executing on it and you're doing something productive. The straight line philosophy, if followed, really would solve most problems in life. Most problems in life are solved through directness and through a direct approach. For example, and I have many examples, um, if you want to get a job, there's only there's only a couple things you can do to get a job. You either apply for that job, so you're going to have to go and apply for that job, just go and apply for it, and then they'll either call you for an interview or they won't, or you network with somebody and you ask them, hey, uh, do you know anyone who's hiring? Do you know anybody who's hiring for my skill set? And... You either do that or you just somehow get recruited by somebody. But having that passive mindset and a mindset of passivity is not productive because you can't just wait around for somebody to come and call you for a job. That's that's not going to happen, especially if you don't have any skills that are uh, pursued after in the marketplace. And if you don't have something that somebody wants to hire for, then it's going to be very hard for someone to just call you for out of the blue for a job. So I wouldn't count on that. So the two approaches you have just to be direct, apply for the job or you ask somebody, um, yeah, does anybody, you know, are they hiring for my skills? One time I applied for a job. Um, when I, this was about, about four years ago, I applied for a job and um, on LinkedIn, they have they have this recommended thing where they say someone from your school works here and you may be able to use them for an introduction. So I leveraged that. I sent them a message saying, hey, man, what's up? I'm looking to get hired at this place. Do you know if you could put in a good word for me and do you know if you could recommend me so I can actually get an interview. And he said, Oh yeah, sure, sure, man. Uh, no problem. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll tell the hiring manager that you're looking for looking to get an interview and you're looking to get hired for this job. A week passed by or two weeks passed by and I sent him another message and then I kept hounding him <laughs> for the introduction and eventually, uh, what happened is after about like a month, month and a half, I got called in for an interview. I didn't get the job, but that's part of being pragmatic. That's part of just pushing for pushing things forward in a favorable direction. And I'm glad that I didn't get that job. And I'm also glad that I got the answer that I was looking for. So I'd be like, okay, great. I'm, I don't have to waste my time on this anymore. So, so the straight line came in handy for that situation. A lot of people see someone that they're attracted to out 
and about, or if you're in college, especially if you're in college, you'll see someone you're attracted to. And at that age, some people at that age, they just aren't direct. They think that the indirect way is the best way. So they'll try all sorts of games and they'll try all sorts of ways to get in this girl's pants and they'll try all sorts of methods and tips and whatever. And then you have people doing like all this game shit, like game, like the whole, the whole concept of game is somewhat ridiculous when you don't have any, when you don't, when you're not direct, when you, you're not, when you're using it only as a means to an end, you're not using it as a larger skill set of being direct and being firm in your intent. So a lot of people think they can just study game <laughs> or they can just, uh, study pickup or whatever, and they'll just become like this suave pickup guy. And that's what happened uh, back in 2005 with Neil Strauss when he released the game. You had all these people uh, doing all these pickup lines and think that it was just some sort of voodoo. But, you know, the only real solution for something like that is just being direct. And you know, you meet somebody, you talk to them for a little bit, and then you just go, for, you go for the clothes. Again, you go from open to close. And then you just say, Hey, I think you're cute. Uh, let's go out sometime. Here's my number. Or I think you're cool. Uh, let's hang out sometime. Here's my number. That's it. It's simple, simple. It's direct. Probably, probably too direct for some people. If you just go up to somebody and say, Hey, I think you're cute. You don't even talk to them. You just go up to them and say, Hey, I think you're cute. Here's my number. Let's go out. That is very direct, and that's quote-unquote direct game. Um, so it may be too direct for some people, but what that does is it puts the ball in her court, and she either rejects you or she, does, she doesn't. That's it. She either says, no, I'm not available, or yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's, let's uh, meet up sometime. But again, what a lot of people, what a lot of guys like to do is they just like to hang out and they just like to hang around and then eventually when they do say something it's like whoa 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 I thought you were, I thought you were just a friend so making your attentions clear right away is the straight line approach and that doesn't talk about something developing from friendship obviously something can develop from friendship but that's usually not the case for a lot of guys a lot of guys obviously just try and use roundabout ways because they're afraid of being direct and they're afraid of being clear in their intent, which the straight line philosophy requires you to do. Another example, a lot of people want more money. That's one of the things people are, are aiming for more money, somehow more money, getting more money, getting a new job, doing this, doing that, doing the other. So what a lot of people do is they try and do all these games. They try and play all these games like, get rich quick schemes, shady affiliate marketing shit, uh, lottery tickets, what all, all this stuff, right? And all they had to do was focus on providing more value. That's how you, that's how you make more money. You either create something that someone wants to pay for or you build a skill that someone will pay you for. And you do that over time. You increase the value to the marketplace over time. So 
doing something like that, saying I'm going to focus on instead of playing all these games, trying to quote unquote have a shortcut making more money, I'm just going to increase my value. I'm just going to focus on building a profitable skill or I'm going to focus on building a profitable profitable business. Or if I'm going to, let's say, (laughs) rank online, I'm going to focus on building the most high quality content for people so that search engine will see that this guy is building quality content. And it's obviously more complex than that. But, you know, that's that's the intent behind it. That's the straight line intent behind it. So there was this guy who I was doing consulting work with, and he was one of those he was one of those CEOs who thought he knew it all. Um, I found that there's different types of CEOs. There's probably about three different types. You have the one who's the humble, humble guy who knows that he eventually, in the long run, knows nothing. You have the guy who thinks he knows it all and thinks that he has the best solutions for everything. And then you have the person who's the wannabe who's uh, kidding himself and kidding everybody uh, that he's actually better than what he is. But this guy was the second one. He was the hotshot who thought that he knew it all. So I got a referral from somebody to be a consultant for this guy and just analyze problems in his business and analyze his marketing and ask, see what he was doing right, see what he's doing well. And this guy was so ecstatic. He said, yeah, I'm going to make, we're going to make 20 million in sales. We're going to make uh, 25 million in sales this year. No problem. That's, that's our goal. That's what we're aiming for. Said, oh, that's great. You know, but what's your system? What's your, what's your game plan? How are you going to get there? And he says, oh, we're just going to increase our product line and we're going to increase the products we're offering. Well, the problem was that, his, his marketing wasn't able to really push it out, push the product out there to meet the 20 million, 25 million that he wanted to get. So I proposed some tweaks and I told him that, you know, these tweaks are relatively simple to make. It's not like anything, it's not like you're doing rocket science or anything, but it's going to be a heavy lift. It's going to be a lot of uh, work, a lot of back end optimization, a lot of you know, it's going to be a long process, but it's not going to be impossible. And he said, yeah, well, I'll think about it. I'll think about it. I'll do do this. I'll do that. So right off the bat, when someone says, I'll think about it, especially in business, you know that they're not going to think about it because it's going to be crowded out by every other thing they have to do. And it's going to be crowded out by all the noise that comes in and all the, all the BS that really interferes in the span of a work day, a work week, work month, work quarter, whatever, right? So I knew that he was not going to execute on this. So I tried my best to make sure I was optimizing the plans and I was optimizing whatever we had going for the company. And uh, we got to a head. We got to a point where I pretty much just said, you know, if we're going to really step up this thing, we're, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to negotiate in terms of, doing more hours per week. So you're going to have to bill me for more billable hours per week, or um, I'm going to have to going to have to raise my rate because I was pretty much losing, I was pretty much losing money with this guy. Um, I did, like I said, I did it as a favor from a friend who was also a consultant and I got referred 
but uh, funny, funny how I got referred because I'm pretty sure no one else wanted to take him on because they knew what this guy was like, right? So I said I'd take this on. I, I knew I was losing money from it, so I tried to negotiate. We didn't get to a, we got to an impasse on it, so uh, we eventually just didn't settle on anything. So I finished out the contract. I did what I had to do, and that was it. That was it. And about two years later, two and a half years later, I'm just always curious about the success of any project that I'm involved in. And I just, out of curiosity, I just went on this, there's this tool called SEM Rush, which you can check the, you can check pretty much the paid and organic search traffic of any site on the internet. It's pretty cool. So I just inputted their domain in here and I saw that the traffic was going down and the traffic was just decreasing steadily, 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 steadily. They were losing rankings and eventually they got to a plateau. And obviously your organic traffic uh, generally, generally as a rule, since a lot of business takes on, take, takes place online, your organic traffic is going to be a bigger reflection of how your business is doing overall. So it's not a hard and fast rule, but it's definitely something to keep in mind. So I knew that this venture pretty much failed. And I asked the person who referred me in connection to him what happened with this. And eventually uh, they bought him out. They did not obviously reach 20 million in profit that year. And they got to a stagnation and they got to a point where they had to end up uh, selling off the business. So they sold it at the bottom. They got their rewards. They got, they got whatever money they could from it. And they pretty much had to pay back the debt. And, uh, the company that has it now, it's pretty much a losing asset and they're going to have to build it back up from scratch. They're going to have to build the brand name up back up from scratch. So this guy, he had all of the pieces in place to make the venture a success. He had all of them. He had all of the manpower. He had all the resources. He had all the funding. So it wasn't like he was at a loss for resources, but he just didn't have the pragmatic pragmatic, and mindset of pragmatist and he wasn't walking the straight line. So he wanted to do all this bullshit when all he had to do was focus on making sure that the digital marketing side was effective and it was uh, ramped up. And I've seen many cases of that where the business owner had enough resources, but they didn't have the mindset of pragmatism. So everything got messed up. And it's very sad when you think about it because all you had to do was just act very simply, just walk the straight line, just go from A to B, but you'd rather be going on cruises and dinners and you'd rather be spending money on happy hours and all this stuff when all you had to do is just put your head down and fucking work. But that sounds too simplistic to a lot of people and it sound, it's, it's just not fun. But getting from point A to point B isn't fun, but it's effective. It's not sexy, but it's effective. And it's the only thing that has worked getting from point A to point B because the 
quickest path, again, is just a straight line. So I hope that is clear. I hope that episode makes sense. And I remember, um, just as a close, I remember when I was younger, when I was a much younger, when I was a boy, I remember I would do things. I would do chores. I would take shortcuts on chores. I would do this, that, and the other so I could go back and play with my friends or I could do uh, something else. And I remember my mom telling me, she said, do it right once, do it right the first time, and you'll never have to go back and do it the second time. And, you know, something like that is very true because you always try and when you try and take shortcuts and when you try and take uh, the easy way out, you'll find that not only does it tend to come back and exaggerate the pain that you felt the first time, but you're going to have to do it again and waste time. And time is your most valuable resource. So you better make sure that you're using it effectively and you'll be using it effectively when you take the mindset of pragmatism, especially when you do the straight line philosophy. So just focus on pushing through things as quick as you can in doing whatever you can't, whatever you have to do and whatever you can do to make sure that uh, you don't waste time on things. So for example, like you're at work, you have a project to do, just, just go ahead and do it. Just summon up all your willpower, all your mental motivation, and just finish out and crank out the project. Don't go on the internet here. Don't do, don't go and go up and talk to your coworkers. Don't go and get lunch and have a two hour lunch break. Just finish the project. And you'll find out that you'll have more time in the day and you'll be much happier as a result. So that's it for this one. More to come. And until next time, stay on straight and narrow. See you guys. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in and listening in. I truly appreciate your support and your attention. It means a lot. If you like this content, go ahead and like the content. Go ahead and share the content with at least two other people you think would benefit doesn't hurt to spread the good stuff around right and if you're listening in on itunes go ahead and rate the show with a honest rating this will definitely help the show grow and i truly appreciate your feedback so until next time stay good take care of yourself take care of other people and peace